Comcast Business gives you the bandwidth you need to power all your devices. Get started with 200 megabit internet and voice for $99.99 per month. And for a limited time, we'll upgrade your speed to 300 megabits for no additional cost for the first year with a three-year agreement. Call 1-800-501-6000 today. Comcast Business. Beyond fast. Offer 3120 restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. New business customers only limited to Comcast Business Internet. 200 megabits per second and one voice mobility line. Regular rates apply after first 12 months. Three-year agreement required. Early termination fee applies. Equipment taxes and fees extra subject to change. Monthly service charge increases by $10 without paperless billing and auto pay. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! Bullet Club. This is the World Wrestling Podcast with your host, the Big Cow Kid Sean B. And the Big Bad Boo Bear Nick Solomon. Is. This is the World Wrestling Podcast. And she said, <laughs> and, and she said, that's a nice ski mask. Oh shit, we are live here at the World Wrestling Podcast. It's me, the Big Bad Pooh Bear. It's him, the Big Kelly Kid, Sean B. And we are live on the speakers. Live and in color. Live and in live, as they would say. As David Arquette would say. You know David Arquette, the former WCW World Heavyweight Champion. That David Arquette. He would say that. That guy. The guy from Scream. Most underrated world championship wrestling champion of all time, I'm just saying. Most underrated. Know who should have got a world championship opportunity? Tajiri. You know what? That's tonight's... That's tonight's... um. That is tonight's hashtag most underrated. Hashtag most underrated. That that's it right there. Tajiri was underrated as fuck, bro. He, he was actually ass. underrated, but I'm talking about like people who weren't actually underrated, like 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 Marquette, for instance. He was definitely not underrated at all whatsoever. That was just a joke. That was a comedic form of of jokingness. And yeah, we got so much to talk about here tonight. Here on the World Wrestling Podcast, Rich Swan goes to. Prison, federal prison for life. I don't have the music cued. We're gonna wait till we talk about it. I got, I got it coming up. Don't worry, don't worry. The cough. Yeah, there's the cough. If you guys, if you guys got to hear it. Yeah, but we'll be back in just a little bit. We've got Rich Swan. We've got obviously um, Sheamus's big injury. Um, we've got uh, some news with Brock Lesnar and the Royal Rumble. Actually, I got some news on that. News. Um, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. So keep it locked and live here. With the Big Bad Boo Bear and Sean B. On the World Wrestling Podcast. But here's some tracks to help you hang out. Remember to share it like the crabs. But the good kind of crabs. The crabs you want to give to your bestest friends. You know? Like, yeah. like, like friend crabs. We are the friend crabs of this nation. So share us around. Here's some share hardwired from Eric Miley. Share 
We are back here live on the World Wrestling Podcast with the Big Bad Boo Bear and Mr. Sean B, the Big Cali Kid. Yeah, buddy. Three, two, and we one. got, and we got someone in the chatty chat chat already. Shout outs to my boy Shane. Yes, Shane Carjams is back here in the chatty hanging out with us. Carjams, thanks for showing up. I know you're playing Chrono Trigger, but if you could please, please get away from the, the that because it's terrible. Because my God, it's Chrono Trigger. What are you? Why are you doing this to yourself? I don't. I, I still love you. We are here for you, Shane. I promise. I promise. All right, everybody. <laughs> uh, as you guys can hear, as you guys can hear right now, I've got what sounds to you like the Law and Order theme song playing, and you already know. You know what the hell is going on. You know we're about. To oh, I know. You know. I know. We, we fucking know. No, Shane Car Jams. It's not the best game of all time. It really isn't. But okay, okay. Let's, let's get right <laughs> to it. You know, I wanted this to be the first story of the night just because it's been the biggest story of the week, and that is... Uh, oh, Rich. Rich. Yeah, Rich Swan. Rich Swan going away for however long he's going to go away for uh, a kidnapping and false imprisonment. What? Yeah, man! What? 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 <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, so I've got the article pulling up right now, and this is an update article because I—if you guys follow us on Facebook at the World Wrestling Podcast, um, then you would have seen I've already posted a few articles about it because I found one and I found an updated. Now I found another updated that's um from—it's pretty recent. It's got a few more details in it, so we're fixing to go through it now. It's updates been updated, and that got an update. Yeah, but I mean, this is a big story because. This isn't is, some man. little... Yeah, this is... WWE, WWE has already came out and said that they have a very strong policy against that. Uh, <laughs> WWE's already came out and said, Rich who? I don't know who you're talking about. Hey, <laughs> They've already Rich. pulled out the bitter blood. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who Rich Swan is. 205 Live? What is that? He is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's been suspended indefinitely. They haven't even future endeavored him yet, though. That's the weird thing. That's it. It's interesting. Um, here we go. It was recently reported. Uh, we're stopping that because I want to start it over again. And there we go. Done, done. <laughs> All right. It was recently reported that former WWE Cruiserweight Champion Rich Swan was arrested for battery and false imprisonment. And now the Gainesville whoop, whoop, police have released the official police report due to numerous national media requests. According to the police report, Swan and his wife, Verana Riggs, were driving home from a wrestling event that actually my buddy was at matter of fact he seen Joey Ryan live um, which I'm trying to get interviewed with that guy and while he was uh, critiquing her performance she got angry uh, Riggs then got out of her car uh, Swan yelled for her um, and then he got out and went after her. according to a witness he put her in a headlock and shoved her back in the car while she screamed for help another witness claims that Riggs and Swan both got out of the car while it was moving and since it was not in park the car ended up hitting a telephone pole my god Riggs said that he was afraid because Swan has a temper. Um, she was afraid because Swan has a temper, and she was worried that their argument could get physical. Physical! Physical! She also said that she did not want to get back in the car, and she was dragged against her will. Rich Swan claims that Riggs got back in the car on her own, and that net he never touched her. He added that he was just trying to get home, and his wife had the phone with GPS on it. 
As of this writing, WWE has yet to comment on Rich Swan's arrest. The full police report can be viewed below, which shows the police report, which I have. I'll get you guys a link to the article here. It'll, it ain't going to let me take a look at it, you know, because... God damn it. But... And WWE has commented on it. They said they have a very strong policy against domestic violence, and Rich Swan is hereby suspended indefinitely pending uh, the the. Come on, you can can do this. I can. I know I can. (laughs) (laughs) Pending the outcome of the situation. Well. Yeah. So, okay. Honestly, you know, I mean, this is really a cut and cut and dry case. Um, if he did it, which I believe he did, there's two witnesses that says he did. His wife says he did. Um, if he did it, then it's future endeavor time. Send his ass back to fucking send him to jail. I mean, he's a common fucking thug. You're beating on your wife in public. Number one. Um, you know you. Yeah, in public. It'd be okay if they were in his house. You know, nobody caught his ass. I don't really care. But you know. The <laughs> podcast does not does not condone spousal abuse in the privacy of your home or in public. Anyways, <laughs> no, I mean you know doing it in general. I mean uh, he's 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 an asshole, and it sucks because I just seen this guy live. I mean I just seen this guy. I seen him live at the NXT that I went to. He was there. It was the first time I'd ever seen him before, and I remember because my buddy thought he was Kofi Kingston at first. Because yes. they look they look similar like old Kofi, you know what I'm saying? And very uh, true, very true. And so we were wa- we were watching, and he was awesome. I loved this guy. I was like, oh, this guy's gonna be great. And the next thing I know, two five live shows up, and here's Rich Swan. Now he's on video games. He's guys on action figure. And this one's gonna be a little harder for them to make disappear because he's so prominent in WWE right now, and in an era where I mean, even in 2007 when when Benoit died, oh. um, it was it was still there was internet and all this, but now everything is just all over the place. Like I mean, yeah. Oh, they can make it go away, but trust me. McMahon's already freaking got all kinds of shovels going. <laughs> he's got trips. He's got John. He's got the writers out with shovels. They're just digging <laughs> graves. They're just digging graves. Bury everything. Burn all evidence. <laughs> Burn it all. Theme song gone. <laughs> <laughs> he was the first cruiserweight classic champion. Gone. <laughs> oh god. But there was no first cruiserweight champion. It was only Enzo. It's only ever been Enzo. <laughs> yeah. No, I believe TJ Perkins was the first one. No, actually, it was him. Was it Rich? Uh, I'm going to look it up to fact check myself. Who was the first? I'm dude. pretty sure it was TJ Perkins. But I could be wrong. I Champion. could be wrong. Very rarely am I. No, you're wrong, as usual. I we'll mean, see. You just you're just wrong. You know what I'm saying? Drum roll. Drum roll. Cruiserweight. Okay, yeah. Fuck you. You're right. Oh ho ho ho! Somebody knows wrestling. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Go fuck yourself. That'd be great. T.J. Perkins was the inaugural. Yeah, where was he at? I thought. Yeah, Rich Swan was the third. He was the third ever um, cruiserweight champion. 
The Brian Kendrick was the second, correct? I don't really care because the Brian Kendrick, you know, sucks. So, yeah. Yeah, there's that. There's that. You know, he sucks. I I will not argue that. Yeah, I won't argue just, that. He's just fucking terrible. Just fucking terrible. He was funny as Spanky. He was well, funny as Spanky when he, he was, first started. He was funny and he was good when he had when he had his partner. And I can't remember the name of the partner. That Paul was, London. Yeah, Paul London. That was a great tag team. And then Paul London and Brian Kendrick. There you go. That's an underrated ass tag team right there. Yeah, man. the hashtag underrated. Hashtag underrated. Very, very, very. No, uh, yeah, but they were good. You know, I enjoyed really them, man. I I enjoyed the hell out of them. But yeah, so I Rich. What is what do you what do you how do you think this is going to affect cruiserweight classic? I mean, how do you, I mean not classic. How do you think this is going to affect the uh, the cruiserweight two hundred five live? And Rich Swan, if I'm uh-huh. correct, because I haven't been I haven't been watching it obviously because I mean you know it's two hundred five live. Who fuck watches that? But um, you know, how is it going to affect the roster? I mean, um, they're losing. Um, a person off the an already small roster, so of course it's gonna have an impact. But you know he he's not that big of a loss. Um, if they're on two hundred five and you get cut, uh, I mean a loss is a loss, but still, it's it's two hundred five live. Like I said, like twenty people watch it. <laughs> God, fucking full sab, bro. <laughs> I just said I didn't watch it, but you just said, yeah, I've got like 20 viewers a week. <laughs> There's 20 single people out there who watch 205 Live, and probably 19 of them are forced. I, right? I just pissed 18 of them off. <laughs> 18 of them are fucking mad right now. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no, but. Which one? Uh, yeah. If you somehow. If you beat your wife, you're you're a bitch straight up. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And and you know his uh his booty hole get karma. Oh God! <laughs> the uh, World Wrestling Podcast does not condone in prison rape. Repeat, does not condone in prison rape. Waiting for that season to assist from somebody. It's coming. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, you're listening. Vince man. <laughs> oh, shit. Speaking of, uh, speaking of 205 Live, and if this happens, this is going to oh, already ruin the credit. This is going to completely ruin what credibility 205 Live has. But um, if this does happen. 205 Live has credibility? Well, any credibility they have, any any. You know, Lieutenant Dan Tall esque fucking credibility <laughs> is is gonna be is gonna be it's just it's gonna make it to the point where two oh five ain't worth a velour painting of a whale and a dolphin getting it on. You know what I'm saying? Like that's I, that's I know what you're saying. You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Um but I this get is it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. This week's episode of Monday Night Raw featured a very interesting, interesting backstage segment. Has segment. This week's episode of Monday Night Raw featured a very interesting backstage segment featuring Enzo More, the Zo Train, and Nia Jax. After Enzo gave the Zo Train a little pep talk, they walked away and turned around to find Nia Jax staring at him. After a few awkward seconds went by, Nia said, "How you doing? <laughs> How you doing?" And then she walked away. So obviously, there's a there's a romance. There's a romance, you know. 
fall into play there. Looks like there's a... Yeah, they said the same thing. There's a romance brewing between New ja- Nia Jax and Enzo Amore, at least on Nia's end. And it ended up leading to Jax appearing on 205 Live. Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez recently discussed the angle on the Wrestling Observer Radio, and it doesn't look like the segment was something that would just be blown off, but rather the beginning of a full-blown comedy angle revolving around a potential relationship. She's hitting on him. She's going to be chasing a dude. So that's their storyline, Meltzer said. I mean, it, it, it works. Uh, that's uh, that's as much credit as I give Nia Jax. I just need I just need to make sure Enzo stays, needs, stays away from my bitch. Like, he needs he needs to stay the hell away from my bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like no, oh, no. As long as he ain't he ain't touching on page, he can go he, mess around good. with that little. British. No, 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 I gotta stop you there, bro. I gotta stop you there. Nia Jax deserves to be on 205 Live. No, don't you dare. Don't you fucking I will hang up on you, sir. I will hang up on you. Send her back to NXT for a while. Nia Jax is a talented performer. She's got a lot of talent. She's got a lot of potential. Oh, because. Because her cousin's The Rock. She's got no, potential. They don't have a... When's the last time since Bull Nakano that you have seen a... Or ODB in TNA even. Since you've seen a big girl wrestler in, in wrestling like her that can command uh, ring presence. The Viper. But she's not, she's not in WWE. The Viper is great. The Viper is awesome. That's a dream match for me right there. It's Nia, Nia Jax versus The Viper. That would be phenomenal. But um, you know, but I'm saying a WWE at least. We're talking about WWE in wrestling in general. Karma, got, karma sucked. Like, karma did not suck. Okay, okay, okay. Sucked may be a strong word, but karma definitely was not the best. Um, you know, and the reason being, let's let's look at her TNA run. She she obviously was a groundbreaking performer in TNA. She had a size that a lot of women wrestlers don't get into the ring with, and she did have a ring presence. But there's just Nia Jax has more. Like she just commands the crowd when she gets out there. She takes control, and you can hate her, you can love her, whatever. But you have to admit that out of the two, Nia Jax is better. Hell, she's got a pretty damn good move set too on her. I mean, she's not perfect. Don't get me wrong. She's yeah. not. She's, a, she's a solid C plus. I know. I, I at the very least, she's I'd say B plus. B plus wrestler. She's great wrestler. Is she going to be main event women's wrestler in the future? Maybe, maybe not. But even if she isn't, she could be a solid mid carder. Solid, solid, great mid carder. They could use her as a great heel to put yeah, the. the I just. The, the I've never been. Up. I've never been that impressed by her, man. But let's see. We we may discuss this a little more, but let, let's finish up the article here. Um, you know, see, since they're putting all the stuff with the new women, building them up, obviously, for Alexa Bliss, it's kind of taken Nia out of that main mix. So this is their idea of what to do with her. It's worth noting that WWE recently sent out a survey asking fans about their interest in 205 Live, and one of the questions asked whether or not fans will be more interested if stars who aren't part of the Cruiserweight division appeared on the show. So perhaps this could be the beginning of more Raw SmackDown Live stars being featured on 205 Live. We'll find out for sure tonight. Um, and I, the, the reason that I said that this is going to be beginning, this is going to be the be the beginning of the end of 205 Live's credibility, because it's 205 Live. It is specifically for cruiserweights this is the problem they had with the cruiserweight championship before is the fact that it just it fell into obscurity because they started putting the cruiserweight championship on big show on um fucking goddamn little midget leprechaun motherfucker Orange Orange yeah they started doing stupid shit like he's that. technically a cruiserweight that's still not the point he's a midget he's a fucking midget like you can't i mean i uh, 
I say WWE recruit little show from uh, Extreme Midget Wrestling. Make him a cruiserweight champion. No. Little show's fucking awesome, man. He will not be taking his check in the mail this week, WWE, okay? Just saying. <laughs> no, no, I mean, it's nothing against midget wrestling because I've seen some midget wrestling stuff that's very entertaining. But do you think, really, you know, there is an advantage that a regular full-grown man wrestler versus a midget wrestler in a match, you think a midget wrestler is going to beat Billy Kidman or Jeff Hardy or something, you know? I mean, I'm just, I don't see it happening. Realistically. Nah. You know, that's why I, I say... Mean, the, realistic, the, the realistic side of it is what JBL did to Hornswoggle inside of that steel cage. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that was a terrible fucking thing. <laughs> Schizo <laughs> cried, bro. Terrible fucking thing. <laughs> JBL destroyed. But, um... Um... I have to agree, man. They started bringing other star uh, Raw SmackDown people on. Um, it's this whole time two hundred five, like you said, has been uh, put out there. Oh, it's the it's the home of the cruiserweights. The, it's, um, so I could see them trying to utilize some of the other roster that isn't getting time on Raw or SmackDown. But if you're going to do something like that, bring back, like, fucking Velocity or um, another little sideshow. Yeah. You want to showcase the other Fuck, I mean, network you, shows. You, yeah, um, network shows like Heat or fucking Vel- I miss Heat. God, I miss Heat. That was some good stuff. Um, so that Heat's awesome, man. They had some epic stuff happen on They there. really did. I mean, hell, um, the WWE title was decided on Heat, you know, between Mankind and The Rock. And that was a good damn match. You know? That was... A- Good fucking match. No, but I mean, yeah. it's also 205 Live in itself is a problem because, I mean, centralizing an entire show around the Cruiserweight Championship is interesting. And I've said it before, it's interesting. But the more and more I think about it, I mean, the more and more I don't want to watch it because it's just Cruiserweights. It's just Cruiserweights by themselves. I think that, honestly, they thought it was going to work like NXT worked. Like, NXT is a developmental program, and you could do all kinds of stuff with that. But cruiserweights are cruiserweights, and there's nothing wrong with cruiserweights. Cruiserweights have their their place in wrestling for a reason. But I just don't think centralizing an entire show around cruiserweights was a good idea by anybody's, you know, on anybody's part. Um, I think yeah. maybe they should have spread the cruiserweight championship out between Raw and SmackDown. You know, like yeah, that's uh, a cruiserweights appear on both shows. Yeah. Then, you know, uh, exactly. the wrestlers that are because I mean, then you wouldn't have to move Nia Jax anywhere as far as going to like 205 Live or whatever. You could just have her show up on Raw like she usually does, and there's Enzo, and there's you know Kalisto, and there's Grand Metallic. I mean, you know, like it would just it would make more sense to me. I know that the brand is supposed to be split, but it would make more sense to me to have the cruiserweights on both shows. That's just me. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I don't know. It, this whole, her may be the beginning of the end of credibility for 205 Live if they continue bringing more guys over to 205 Live to do matches with the other wrestlers on on that specific show. But if they did the opposite and got rid of 205 Live and moved them onto the main roster, I think it would just be better for the title in itself. It would give it more respect. Um, you could do more with it. And hell, if you wanted to run a rivalry between Enzo and Morio, Enzo Amore and Big Cass. You don't have to put the title online, but you wouldn't have to bring him over to the main event or the, the main uh, roster by himself, or bring Cass over to you know the the two hundred five live because he's not a cruiserweight. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I mean, exactly, it, it would just be better for all parties if two hundred five live didn't exist. 
That's just me. You know. I uh, I agree, man. Uh, I'm not. I'm in by no means a fan of two hundred five live. Sorry, to, sorry to the twenty twenty viewers over over there, but twenty two. You know, twenty two. Uh, sorry, but two hundred five live sucks, man. I've watched a I've watched a couple of them, and like it's. It's dull, man. It's, it's yeah, that's what I've heard, and dull. I haven't I haven't actually watched any of it. You know, I'm not gonna. It's just it, I don't know. It just seems dull. The whole just even the logo, looking at it, like doesn't pop to me. It's like okay, it's the name two o five. You know, it took me a while to realize right. that that's supposed to be the under the weight. Like I guess two hundred five pounds is a cruiserweight. Oh, uh, okay. I guess. I guess. See, I, I, learned, I don't even know. I learned something I don't even know. new every day. Like, I guess that's what it means, you know? But then again, I'm fucking, like, 300 pounds, or, like, 290. So, I mean, am I, can I be a cruiserweight, too? I'm close to it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> can I be a cruiserweight? No, Nick, you can't. Well, speaking of, uh, you know, failed careers and, you know, terrible shows at the moment, um, Impact Wrestling Hall of Famer and legendary professional wrestling referee Earl Hebner recently spoke to Sports Illustrated about Impact Wrestling's financial problems as well as wanting to finish his career with WWE. We thought the new company had it all worked out when they bought it, but they've been having financial <laughs> problems. I feel like I've been paying them. It's been, it's been, it's been pay cut after pay cut. So I asked for my release. Some of the wrestlers were only getting paid a hundred bucks a day. That's a slap in the face to the wrestlers. My son Brian also wanted his release, and they asked Brian Stifler to be the senior ref. But the money he'd have made there would have been spent on expenses on the road, so he quit too. I'd love to go back to WWE and finish my life in this business. Right there, Vince McMahon was always good to me, and he gave me the opportunity to be who I am. And what I am. I would love to go back and, if nothing else, do one more match to say thank you very much for what you've done for me. Oh, early. Early, early, early. Earl Hebner, man. That's my nigga. Straight up. You know, I know that there was a big controversy. Um, with I don't... Like selling... He was basically... I, if you don't know, he was selling um, merchandise, I believe, out of a van in alleyways that was... WWE license, but he was like, it was him and his twin. They were selling it for like a knockdown fucking price, <laughs> <laughs> and you know they weren't. I guess they weren't giving royalties to WWE or whatever. And you know, obviously, it was a big money issue, and Vince let him go because he was pissed off. And you know, I obviously, mean, yeah, that's kind of shitty, but still, like, in if you look at it, how many referees can you really say you know their name? Like they're like very famous referees. I know Earl three. Hefner, you know, Brian Hebner, freaking. Um, I, I know four. I know four: Herb Dean, Brian Hebner, Nick Patrick, and Charles Robinson. And um, <laughs> oh, what's his name? Theodore Long. He was a referee. Oh yeah, yeah, Teddy. Yeah, yeah. So um, there's see, it's a handful of guys. So Earl Hebner, he's a. He's a famous ref, man. So um, I would like to see him uh, make one more WWE run. Um, I was sad when he left, man. Especially, yeah, um, it just even even when you you go back and you watch classic wrestling never, matches and you see him there and you're just like, God, it feels he he was a part of it. You know, he was a part of the show. He was, man. 
I remember watching his son beatbox uh, for John Cena and shit like that. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Obvious. Yeah, I've watched that. To the T, bro. To the T. Yeah, yeah, I've watched that. I've watched that clip a few times. Are you the doctor of Southern Maybe. 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 You know, Brian Hebner is cool, too. I've seen him do some stuff in WWE. I actually came close to getting an interview with him, actually. Word? Um, yeah, like, hold on, I actually have the messages. Oh, where are they at? Where are they at? Oh, wait, no, not him. Never mind, never mind, never mind, never mind. It was Chris Sharp, referee Chris Sharp. I was trying to get an interview with, excuse me, not Brian. Uh, I mean, that'd be cool. It'd be cool to get a referee's take on stuff. As, yeah, we've been trying to get some uh, interviews lined up. We never, we just never get any replies back, you know? Just fucking, yeah. But go ahead, Sean. Hold on one second. Um, yeah, it'd be it'd be cool to see Earl Hebner make one more run. Uh, like I was saying, he's he's a well known referee. Um, he's been in the business for many, 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 many years. Um, it was sad to see him go to to a shit company like TNA, man. Who do you think who do you think he would do the last match for? Earl, you know, if he came back. Who would be the I don't know, give him give him a WrestleMania main event, man. Just like one more, you know? Yeah. Even if they, they didn't want to give him a, a a permanent job back, uh just give him give him one more and give him the WrestleMania main event. I don't know. I, I think it'd be great to see him back at WrestleMania again. Earl Hebner was a part of some major storylines, knocking ladders over, you know, yep. fucking getting into fights with Nick Patrick, having their own match, his own match, Invasion, that that WCW versus WWF storyline. Um, that is true. So, but yeah, you know, hopefully, maybe we can see him back. One more match. One more match for old Early. Uh, next up is the make w- it happen. Make it happen. Book it, Vince. Book it! Ah, <laughs> oh, you're listening, Vince McMahon. <laughs> but uh, next up, this actually doesn't have an article. Um, at least I don't think so. But uh, WWE is planning, is WWE planning a pay-per-view event for Australia next year? What? 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 Um, I don't know, from what I gather, it doesn't, there's no article here. Uh, that's all there was. And there's not. I... Oh, here we go. Um, it's just a small article. Pro Wrestling Street... <laughs> Pro Wrestling... Oh my fucking God. Pro Wrestling Sheet reports that WWE is considering doing another global warming pay-per-view event in Australia next year. If you don't remember, WWE held come one back in 2002 and the event drew over 50,000 fans. Now... Now there's talk of having the event take place at the 100,000-seat Melbourne Cricket Ground in October and airing the event on the WWE Network. Let me get this straight. Let me. This is not official, of course, but things are headed in that direction. 
let me get this straight. You can do a event for global warming, which may or may not exist. <laughs> um, but you can't, and you can put that on the network, but you can do Starcade in the U.S. and not put that on the network. Are you fucking it's just, serious? It's just funny. Um, this uh, this comes shortly after. What did we? What did, what event did we talk about last week on the show? We talked about um, No, 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 no. A one uh, an event. One Mister Cody Rhodes is trying to oh. to plan. It just seems funny that they want to do a hundred thousand seat show or however many seats. And now they're going to. Well, and no, have no. Vince to do a a hundred thousand seat. We'll call it global wars. <laughs> we can't call it global wars. Vince <laughs> ROH has already got global wars. Uh, global warming. Global wars. Whatever the hell it was. Go, global go, global skirmishes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it is kind of funny. Yeah, uh, Chris, not Chris Benoit. Cody Rose wants an eighteen thousand seat. Um, show next year, and now Vince is like, oh, we're going to one-up him. We're going to go 100,000. But I have another article coming up in a little bit that's going to refute that. <laughs> we're going to talk about the, the seeding. It's funny. I didn't know that was even in there. Um, Australia. Interesting. You guys may be getting a show. If I have any Aussie fans out there. Um, I mean, best of luck to you. Best of I luck. I won't go to it. No. I won't go to it. Oh, no, wait. I thought you were going to be there, Sean. I thought you were going to be there. You know? I figured you'd be there. Nah, in cool. Australia, um, you know. Nothing, nothing against our Aussie listeners. Um, kudos to you guys. There's uh, like literally you're within five feet of something that can kill you at all times. Uh, Charlie's on that. I'll, I'll stay over here, bro. I'm just saying, um, you suck. I did not say that. No, I said I'm you saying suck. you guys are troopers. You guys are troopers. Well, the reason I was talking about their attendance is because uh, Monday Night Raw just suffered the lowest audience since June of this year. Oh, did it now? Yeah, this month, this past Monday Night Raw suffered the lowest audience since June of this year. Uh, Monday Night Raw featuring Braun Strowman. See what happens. See what happens when you make he who must not be named Intercontinental Champion. Uh, yeah, this is what happens. A Monday Night Raw featuring Braun Strowman versus Kane, the main event, drew 2.684 million viewers. This is down from last week's 2.813 million users, and lowest number going back to June. Hold on, an ad show up. Goddamn ads! I don't want Adidas. I need news. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Hey, yeah. Nick. What? Um, take my hand, bro. Take your hand? Take Just reach out and grab my hand. Um, um Okay, I'm, I'm reaching out right now. Dude. Take your hand. Do I it. got it. Where do you think you're going? Oh, my God. Going? Where do you think <laughs> you're going? <laughs> um, this is down from last week's 2.813 million viewers and the lowest number going back to June Raw also featured Raw Tag Team Champion Cesaro versus WWE Intercontinental Champion Roman Reigns Samoa Joe versus Dean Ambrose 
And Seth Rollins versus Raw Tag Team Champion Sheamus adver- advertised uh, ahead of time. For this week's show, the first hour drew 2.8. Um, the second hour drew 2.6. And the final hour dropped to 2.5. Raw was number six for the night in viewership behind the NFL Sports Center. Rachel Maddow, Hannity, and Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson beat WWE. Raw was number eight in the 18 to 49 demographic behind the NFL Sports Center and loving hip hop. My God. The NFL top. Yeah. You lost. You got beat by loving hip hop, Vince? Yeah. 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 That's. Let that sink in, Vinny. Let that let that let that burn for a little bit because that's <laughs> great. Well, it's getting worse and worse. We just talked about this a few shows back about the dwindling attendance at the live shows, and now you know this entire year. Hold on, um, uh, let me look back again. There's a list. There's a list of fucking uh, the entire year. Steph, Stephanie will Stephanie will dif- dispute that. Oh, sure, of course she will. She's not going to lose face. I mean, no, no. They're going to say that WWE <laughs> is, is doing fine and fine and dandy and all that jizz But in reality, WWE may not be sinking quickly, but they are having, they are sinking. I mean, you know, the, what's ridiculous, you know, they've, they've, they've not pulled out over 3 million viewers this entire year. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to say, I'm... I say it almost weekly, but someone needs to die. You're a terrible person, you know what? Someone needs to die, man. You are a terrible person. You know that? <laughs> yeah, like their their June which is one they're talking about, their June twelfth episode was at two point five mil. Two point five mil. That's pretty fucking low. That's I get like a lot of people. I guarantee. I get to the White Rat was on that show. The White Rat's been on that show all fucking year, and he's he's ruined wrestling for for a lot of people. I mean, nobody wants to watch it. Anymore. And look, and look, and look what he's making him suffer. See what happens? You let him main event WrestleMania three years. Yeah, and he'll probably be main eventing WrestleMania this fucking year too. Did we talk about Tessa Blanchard not signing with the WWE? We did talk about Tessa Blanchard not signing with WWE. We did or we didn't? I I think we did, but I'm not sure. But we can talk about it now. No, I think we since did talk we're about already talking about. No, I'm saying didn't talk. That's what we talked about last week. I think we may have. I'm not sure. Well, just in case we didn't. Um, Tessa Blanchard is the daughter of Tolly Blanchard, if anybody would like to know, um, another great wrestler. And it seems that she will not be booking um, a, a contract with WWE, which is a bad thing because Tessa's when I got her very talented, um, just like her father before her. Uh, so it's going to be a loss for for WWE, but um, they'll move on, I guess, into bigger and better things, I suppose. Not really. Best of luck, Tessa, with your future endeavors. No, actually, to be completely honest with you, a lot of the wrestlers these days are just saying best of luck with your future endeavors, WWE. I mean, come on. I Is found this right? out. I was watching a list this week on uh, on YouTube. Um, and one Mr. Oh, were you now? I was. And one Mr. Kenny Omega came up in, uh, in this list. And this was the list of wrestlers who had turned down WWE. Now, Kenny... 
being as big of a wrestler as he is right now. Oh, looks like Miss Sammy Sammy is in the chatty. How you doing, Sammy? Oh, hey, I think real quick before you go on any more wrestling talk, I think Big J had a question. Um, did did New England make a we're comeback? Not talk- we're not talking about did, this. Did, did New England make a comeback, Sean? I just I they just did. Know. They did make did a they? comeback. Did they? Yeah, mm-hmm. they did. I, I'm pretty sure they got their ass handed to them by the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, yeah. Let, let that sink in for a minute. Let that yeah, sink they in. They won. They won. They won. By a touchdown, it was not an ass. Okay, okay, okay. Yes, but a loss let, is a loss. I want you to say I, it. I, I want understand. you to say it real quick. I want you to say, "Hey, they, the Miami Dolphins, beat the New England Patriots." I want you to say that. Tom Brady, Tom Brady, last night going in was seven and eight in Miami. So we play bad in Miami. Just oh, saying. Okay, okay. It's just Miami. You know, the Miami Dolphins have beaten you guys. I'm I'm blessed to think. I am blessed to believe that the Jaguars are going to win. They're still last in the division. So, we're first, they're last. I don't care if they they left the NFL after that game. As long as they beat the Patriots, I don't care. You can be the Browns. I'm just saying. You can can be. All the Dolphins did was piss Tom Brady off and no... Know who we play next week? Oh, that's right, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't care if you beat them, to be completely honest. I don't. Because I'm pulling for the Jaguars this year. I'm 100% supporting the Jaguars. I want them to go to the, the ball. The Jaguars aren't going to do anything. We need, we need, you're about to get kicked out of the chatty. No, never. You can't, never. you can't be posting that, that hate speech in our chat. Um, we're going to take a, a quick break, a dire break. A quick break. A quick break. Um, we, we are, we are going to continue the football talk. Um, we'll be back, uh, to the regular wrestling stuff. Um, let me just throw up a song right top, here. Tom, Brady Box. Jesus. All right. Here's the TWRP with the device. I'll be back in just a few minutes. Oh.
Welcome back! Had a family thing I had to take care of real quick, but I'm back. Nothing dire, dire. It was just a little importante. You what know about how. like that set? Yeah. Yeah, like that. Like, just like that. Whatever she said. Just like that. Just like that. No, okay. The list I had watched, because <laughs> we were just talking about um, wrestlers who uh, who are telling WWE to get future endeavored. And... Um, Kenny Omega did. I mean, they offered him like twice, twice or three times. They have offered him multi-million dollar contracts to come to the WWE. And each time he has said, nah, nah, bruh, nah. You know what I'm saying? Like, rest yeah. w- these indie wrestlers are starting to just like, why go to WWE and risk your character yeah. getting destroyed? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was about to say. Uh, WWE has a... Uh, um, and, and that indie wrestlers and, and they're just giving them shit gimmicks yeah. um, and uh, Kitty Omega being like one of the biggest stars in the world right now like why would you risk that why uh, risk having everything you built be uh, be shit on because Vinny, Vinny wants to have his thumb on you yeah, so I mean, you know, I, I just I don't blame them, and I don't blame a lot of these wrestlers who who are deciding to. Because I mean, I know I had talked to Dave Bradshaw. You know, I remember you had him, I had him on the show, and that had come up. We had talked about him. You know, does he ever want to join the WWE? And he's like, you know, one thing that he said was that you know I don't wake up in the morning, and you know I'm like oh, I'm waiting for the call. You know, it's not. Don't get me wrong, and this is him. He's like he's like you know don't get me wrong. WWE is awesome and it's great, but it's not necessarily the mecca anymore. You know, for professional wrestling, and it really isn't. You know, like, yeah. uh, we've talked about this a few times, but the but the indie wrestlers are, are beginning to to get intelligent and and understand that going to WWE WWE is like signing a deal with the devil. You're losing creative control of your character unless you're a bigger star like AJ Styles or you know Nakamura or something. You're losing um, bookings that you could possibly have all over the world, all these great matches that you could possibly be putting on with all these great people by signing with the WWE. But don't get me wrong, they have their own personnel that are great, but those matches get... One of the biggest problems with professional wrestling, as in WWE and TNA, is that the matches that they do, they repeat so much. I mean, we've seen John Cena versus Randy Orton about 300 fucking times. Yeah. You know? I mean, we've, we, we've, it's just, there's so many things that get done over, 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 over again that it's just, in indie wrestling, you don't see as much of that. You, know, you exactly. do, you do and you don't. You know, obviously they have their weekly shows, you know, in indie wrestling that you'll see repeats and stuff, but some of the guys who are big on the roster, who are, who are, who are legends on the indie scene, don't get, don't repeat their matches as much as you do in professional wrestling, obviously, because it's not as syndicated. But, yeah, wrestlers are starting to, I wouldn't want to say not necessarily walking away, walk away from WWE, but they're just, they're looking at their options. They're exploring their options, and they're saying that it, it, it isn't necessarily always greener on the other side. You know. Exactly. But, we got some more news. Oh, I'm going to need the Law & Order theme song for this one. This is a bad one. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, and it's related to a WWE wrestler. Three, two, one. Dun da da da. Dun 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 da da. Da da. Bam 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 bam. I love that. All right, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fucking dork. Um, there is a horrible story 
coming out of Houston, Texas. And it involves a man that wrestles for the reality of wrestling promotion, uh, overran by one Mr. Booker T. Yeah, Booker T. Uh, ABC yeah. 13 in Houston is reporting that Jasper Davis has been charged in the death of 24-year-old girlfriend Jennifer Nicole Mamo. If that is not horrific and sad enough, their seven-month-old was left home alone a few miles away. According to a news report, the two were at a party and they got into a fight. He ended up killing her and dumping her into the back of his car. Prosecutors said that the argument started after Mamo accused Davis of flirting with another woman at the bar. Davis allegedly told deputies that Mamo grabbed a gun during the fight and it fired when he tried to take it away from her. According to co- it fired when he tried to take it away from her. According to court documents, Davos said that Mamo was shot in the face. Uh, Davis drove to nearby creek and dumped the body out of the car. Uh, stuck, so he called his friend for help. He, his friend arrived and saw the body and declined to help him. Instead, the friend called 911. Davis then called his father, asked for help. His father went and helped to get his car and stuck, and he didn't know that his son had his dead girlfriend's body. Um, deputies arrived at the home and were able to take the seven-month-old to a safe location. I would assume that ROW will want to quickly disassociate themselves from him over the horrific story. His profile, as of this writing, is up at the Reality Wrestling website. Wow, it actually is still up. Hold on, I'm going to click on it and see what this guy looks like. I want to see if it's still there. They might have taken it down. Oh, yeah, it's gone now. This writing was just a little of too old. Course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, I don't blame him. Reality of Wrestling, uh, Booker T's promotion. I haven't ever heard of them. I'll have to check them out. It's sad that um, they have it on the Fight app. You Any can good? check it out there. Um, I have not watched it. I've accidentally clicked on it while uh, watching Ring of Honor, uh, but I've never really sat down to watch it. I didn't know it was like an actual wrestling promotion. I thought it was like a just a show with Booker T. So. Uh, Booker T's voice annoys me after a while, so I didn't, I didn't care. Oh, he's commentating it. on it. Well, I'm not sure. I don't know if I can watch it. I just that was my assumption is that it was like a some like a talk show with Booker T, and I didn't want to listen to his voice for that long, so I was like, yeah, I'm cool on that. Yeah, I can I can understand that for sure. He gets on my nerves. But if too. it's an actual like promotion, then um, I might I might check it out. Yeah, it's just it's just white people, you know what I'm saying? It's just white people. <laughs> uh, let's see what we got next. Next up, um, I have two Brock Lesnar stories in a row, so bear with me. Yes, up to Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. Lesnar. <laughs> uh, Brock Lesnar could be skipping another paper. Um, Strip him of the fucking title. <laughs> I knew that you were going to say that. With the year winding down and the road to WrestleMania picking up right after Royal Rumble, this only gives a few more times for a big match situation before April 8th. If you know anything about Brock Lesnar, it's that he only gets in the ring to fight in a big match situation at this point. The Elimination Chamber event is a raw-branded show, but the Beast Incarnate is currently not a advertised for the event. To add even more speculation to the theory that Lesnar will be skipping the Elimination Chamber event, the T-Mobile Arena posted a description of the event, and it doesn't include Brock Lesnar at all. The WWE Elimination Chamber event will live will air live on pay-per-view. Hold on. Uh, from T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas on Sunday, February 25th. 
2018. Fans will have the opportunity to see WWE Superstars battle inside 10 tons by giving steel. Head to the Las Vegas Strip to see Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, The Miz, and many more fan-favorite WWE superstars. But that was the description that the T-Mobile Arena gave, and Brock Lesnar is not mentioned at all whatsoever. So, hold on one second. I saw another interruption here. Give me, you talk about that for a minute, Sean. I'll be right back. Oh, oh, you want me to talk? I think this is absolute bullshit man um if if you have a championship like they stripped naomi they stripped naomi of her title because she was gonna be like a week outside not being able to defend it within the 30 days if he skips a whole pay-per-view that is way more than 30 days and by all means they should strip him of that title because it's bull. It's absolute bullshit, and they need to strip him. I, I, I am a Brock Lesnar fan. I like watching Brock Lesnar beat people up. But do I think Brock Lesnar needs to be champion? Hell no. He does not need to be the champion. If you're not going to be there full-time defending that title at every single pay-per-view, you do not need to be a fucking champion. Listen, Linda. Listen. Brock Lesnar is OP as fuck right now, okay? Um, taking the title off of him is not a good idea. But the reason I say that is because he is OP. It is. A, oh. it's, it's OP. He's OP as fuck. He is the ultimate heel. Now, don't get me wrong. Do they need to go ahead and put him on another show? He needs to be on more shows. I know he's got like a part. He needs to be contract. there every fucking week. Well, no, no you, don't, you don't want to put too much... Um, too much oh, of. Listen, 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 listen. You don't want to put Brock Lesnar out there too much because exact. This is what they're doing with Brock Lesnar. The exact way they're treating Brock Lesnar is the exact same way they have treated the Undertaker for so many years. Now, is Undertaker on the so same Brock, status or just, as, as Brock? Uh, Le- Hold on, shh, shh. Calm down. Breathe. Breathe. Okay. Breathe. Yeah. Oh. Let, yeah. let, let me let me say what I need to say. Okay. All right, we good? We good? Okay. Um, Go ahead. So, so is is Brock Lesnar on the same league as The Undertaker? No, I'm not saying that. But I am saying that right now, Brock Lesnar is the biggest thing in WWE that they have. He is the biggest heel. He is the biggest champion. He has the hype. He has all the hype. And he has the gold. So, what do you want to do? Do you want to oversaturate? Talking. Get silent. Get silent. Okay. All right. Now, do you? What do you do with with something like that? Do you oversaturate the market with your biggest talent? No. You put them out there very not as often as you do the others. You don't want the crowd to see him every show because that'll take something away from it. It'll take it's special when you see Brock because you know when Brock okay. comes to the ring, okay. it's a big. I'm not. I'm not finished yet. I'm not fucking finished. Oh my fucking god, Jesus! Ah! Can I go now? Can I finish, Sean? Yeah. Go, go are you ahead. sure? Go are ahead. you sure? Are you sure? Yeah. Are go you ahead, positive? Go ahead. You yeah. are you HIV positive? No. <laughs> okay, uh, in closing, all right, in closing, so you can get what you have to say off your fucking chest. 
In closing, do they need to book him in more matches? Yes, he needs to be on the Elimination Chamber match setup. He needs to be on, on more matches before that. But do not oversaturate the markets. The only magical fucking thing they have in WWE right now, and that is the appearance of the great majestic Brock Lesnar. You want, are are you, want, you done? I, I am done. I am fucking done. Okay. First, first, listen, Linda, listen. Sammy breaks when she wants to. Okay? Okay. So, now to you, Mr. Solomon. Wait. One, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that Brock Lesnar should be um, oversaturated. I interrupted you because you interrupted me. I just want to interrupt you. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> don't oversaturate him like you were saying. He doesn't have to be on Raw every single week, but should that title be on the line every fucking pay-per-view that Raw has? Uh, you bet your sweet ass it should. That's the point of being a champ. Should he be on Raw at least once a month? Yes, he should. Yeah, I can agree there. I can agree. That. In, in, in no way, in no way is Brock Lesnar on the Undertaker's league. Undertaker, when he was the champ, he was there every single night. He defended that championship. He fucking put, he busted his ass. So freaking, uh, yeah. Does the Undertaker get special treatment now? Yeah, he does. And he's earned it. Brock Lesnar has not. As great as Brock Lesnar is, he's not... He's not Undertaker great, man. And um, and if you're not going to put the... To strip Naomi of her title is what gets me. Uh, you're going to strip some of their titles. They've done it multiple times. They'll strip people because they have... Naomi was only a couple weeks outside of not being able to defend her title. They could have given her a break. But no, they stripped her of her title. Again, this has happened multiple times. And yet... Uh, because it's Brock Lesnar, he gets special treatment. You're gonna let him go months at a time without defending the title. No, it's bullshit and it's wrong. And yes, I get it. Brock Lesnar, he puts asses in seats. He's a big name. I'm a Brock Lesnar fan, but I'm not a Brock Lesnar champion fan. Well, that's also because you're a loser. Okay, so I'll say it one more time. Listen, Linda. Listen. Sammy breaks when she wants to. I, I, I don't, I don't know why we're doing this. Is I don't. She popped in the chatty and asked us to say. It. I just apparently, apparently her grill op is giving her, giving her grief. I'm about just saying, stuff. Linda, Linda, you need to chill the fuck out. Okay, you need to chill the fuck chill. out. She's chill. listening to the World Wrestling Podcast, and that makes it okay. This you, is a, this is okay, break time. This is mandatory break time. In case I'm, the, I'm the, happy the cloud is giving all of you permission. Close up the close up. Gather close around the, the phone. Just close the store. And just listen. Yeah, listen. Sorry, just listen. Let your ears take in the majestic words of Sean B. No, 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 no. You the mean you wise, mean the big the wise the wise whisperings of the big Kyle. The sensual growls of the big bad bow bear. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, the other article 
that I had about uh, one Senoro Brock last year is uh, get down, kitty. Bad kitty. No, no kitty. <laughs> um, whatever's playing in the background is that really loud, bro? Oh my goodness! Hold on a second. Um, one second, honey, honey. Do you think you could turn it down just a just a smidge? Just a smidge. Oh no! You come out into my well, zone. I know that I'm in your zone, babe. But I am broadcasting to about 20 different people right now. So if you could just cut me a little bit of slack while I smoke my cigarette, I'll leave you alone after that. Much promises to you on that. I'm in the wife zone, guys, by the way. So, Linda, Linda, if you're out there, she needs to chill out, too. I know. I know. She needs to chill out, too. She needs to chill the fuck out. She threw off your groove. Or you threw off her groove. She's going to throw you out the window. What did you say, babe? I didn't hear you. Beware the groove. By the way, if I go, di- if I disappear after tonight, um, please know that it was my wife who did it. Just want to say that wife who did it. Is she? Needs to cut is that she handy with a? Is she handy with a pillow and a Bible? You don't you fucking do it. <laughs> we have made it one hour ten minutes, Sean. Don't fucking do it. Oh my God, Benoit's coming get <laughs> Chris, Chris, Chris. Oh, my God. Chris Ben who? Chris Ben who? There's no such thing. There was never a Benoit. There was never a... What'd you say, hon? Why you gotta go Chris Benoit on me? You know, that's fucked up. (laughs) Anyways, anyways. Um, No, the other article about Brock Lesnar is they've actually announced who he will be facing at the Royal Rumble. He does have a match oh, on the Royal oh, Rumble. We won't be seeing Brock Lesnar until February then. Uh, Royal Rumble's in January. Oh, okay. So, we won't be seeing him until January. So, the number one... Okay, as seen on this week's episode of Monday Night Raw in Cleveland, Ohio, the Quicken Loans Arena on the USA Network, Kane battled Braun Strowman in a number one contender match to determine who would face the Universal Champion, Brock Lesnar, at the Royal Rumble. <laughs> However, the match ended in a double countout. It ended in oh, a double hold on. count out. You smell that? You smell that? Oh God! It smells like it smells like a triple threat match. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Dave Meltzer said on the Wrestling Observer Radio that the idea is to do a triple threat match with Lesnar defending the title against Kane and Strowman. This is like the ten millionth triple threat match of 2017. Uh, yeah, all spells. When all else fails, put him in a triple threat. So once again, we're taking two guys who... Okay, I just... And I, if Kane's listening, please don't kill me because I know he's like a he's like a, he's like like a mortgage guy and those guys are usually psychopaths anyways. Um, you, you don't deserve a number one contender spot. Sorry, bub. You don't. Um, you haven't in a long time. You're out of shape. Uh, can you wrestle? Yeah, you got some skills. But it's about time to hang them up, you know. You don't need; they don't need to be pushing Kane over talent that is is good, like Finn Balor. Um, Finn fucking Balor, thank for you, instance. Thank you. Um, I was just about to say that. And then Braun um, Strowman, the who still <laughs> has got their um, rematch. Well, yeah, he hasn't got his rematch. And then on top of that, Braun Strowman, Braun Strowman. Now, 
uh, Braun Strowman's not a bad wrestler. He's not a good wrestler. He's just a wrestler. Um, he's a good big guy, and he's he's, he's taken on. He, he's kind of taken that torch from Big Show. He's gonna be the big guy for the next fucking twenty years. I'm sure Braun Strowman has got the moxie to be the big guy of WWE. Um, but does he deserve a title shot yet? No, he hasn't deserved a title shot yet, in my opinion. They Ooh, have Braun Strowman. Yeah, Braun Strowman. The hell he does it. He hasn't worked. For, he hasn't worked long enough for it. He's oh. Oh, he hasn't worked long enough. No, for he's it. been in WWE all of what two years? <laughs> two years. Braun Strowman, Braun Strowman deserved it. Braun Strowman has not, and probably will eventually, but has not up to this point, in my opinion. Watching him deserved a title shot. Oh, you're telling yeah. me. I mean, he's an extra. I mean, he's not an extra. He's not an extra, but he's not. He's not main event yet. He doesn't have it yet. Oh shit, bro! He doesn't. He's proven that he can take it to the best, man. At first, at first, I agreed when he was fighting jobbers um, and stuff like that. No, because I was like, give him some legit competition. He's had legit competition, and he's beat the shit out of him, man. <sighs> I want to see, I want to see Braun as champion. Shit. I am all for it. I just, I just don't see the point. I don't see the point. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't understand why they want to book him. I mean, I guess it's because we all know that uh, Vince has a hard on for big guy wrestlers, and has always had a hard on. For big guy wrestlers. But I just don't see it in Braun. I don't, I'm sorry. I, and, and this is not an insult in any way. Because the big show, in my opinion, was a great wrestler. Was he a main eventer? Every so often, there were moments of grandeur where he could be a main eventer. But he was not going to be a lifetime main eventer like uh, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Hulk Hogan. He's not like them. You know? But big show, in his own right, was a solid wrestler. A great a uh, lower mid card, and by lower I mean closer to the main event. Even even a phaser, you know, between the mid card and the main event, and that's exactly what Braun Strowman is going to be. But is he going to be a guy who carries the company on his back for a long period of time? Hell, being being yes, the, no, being the heel like Brock Lesnar, being the heel like uh, you know, even the Big Show when he was heel. He, in my opinion, he just doesn't have the mileage on him yet. To be that champion, and I think it's just, it's too early. I just think it is. Him. I mean, what he's been wrestling with the company? Fuck, we'll look it up right now, dude. Hold on, hold on. We will look this shit up. I'm not about to lose this fucking argument. It's not happening. I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it a couple months, and uh, later on next year, when Braun Strowman's champion, and you're on the Strowman train, I'll be like Nick. Go back to, uh, but it's uh, not that December twelfth episode, and. Uh, and yeah, it's it's not that I don't think that Braun Strowman is a good wrestler. It's not even that I'm not on the Strowman train because I think Strowman's cool and I do like Strowman. And do I think eventually should he get a good push every so often? Yeah, I think he should. I think he should be the guy who they use to be the the wall between you know, uh, let's say J- Johnny Wrestling. Really Johnny Wrestling wants to make it to the main event. This should be the guy he has to go through. Can you imagine the matches he could pull no, off? Hell no. Yeah, hell this should, no. he should be the guy that you have Rod to go Strowman through, like the final boss. Stepping stone. 
Uh, stepping it's stone. Been a long time. It's been a long time since we've had a straight, uh, straight up dominant powerhouse just running hell on on the main event. And Braun Strowman's the guy to do it, and I'm backing 100, percent man. Give him the push, freaking. If you're gonna give freaking the Samoan freaking that rat a push, why not give Braun Strowman, who actually is over with the crowd? There, there we go. There's one of them hills. He's one of them hills that are so good that they get pushed. Freaking. Uh, I'm just. I'm not saying that he's not over with the crowd or anything. I'm just saying that he's he's okay. He's good. But I think it should uh, wait a, they should wait a few more years before they push him. Wait for that right now. No. Let it build. Even if it's not a few more him. years, I would wait till the middle of 2018. Braun Strowman for the Royal Rumble win. There's just, my winner. I don't There's think... Well, Strowman's not in the Royal Rumble. He's just in that triple threat main event. He's, uh, in the triple, he's not in the Rumble. Um, at least I don't Bra- think so. I don't Strowman think so. For champ. I'm just saying... Braun Strowman should really, they should really wait to push him until mid-2018, like SummerSlam. That would be the time I say start pushing him. You know, wait till Lesnar's gone. Well, no, actually, fuck it. Keep Lesnar in the title until fucking SummerSlam, and then run those two at SummerSlam. Let's Strowman, let Strowman freaking wreck Lesnar. I mean, I'm just saying, I just think that would be a, a, a good, a better match. You know, he's only been in WWE since 2015. And that's only a few years. And I just don't feel like it's time yet. That's just me. You know, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I have nothing against Strowman. I think Strowman's a great you are, wrestler. You are wrong. He's one of my favorite big men. Um, I, I feel like he just needs to hone his skills a little bit. He's gotten better because originally I wasn't a big fan of him. But now I've watched him a little more. I do enjoy his wrestling. It's just, like I said, I think it's just a little too 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 early for him to be, you know, main event material. But you see, they see they tried this with Cass, and then Cass fizzled out. They tried putting Cass in the main event way too early, and that's what I'm afraid of. I don't want that to happen. Well, I didn't, I didn't think Cass deserved. A, well, Cass a didn't main have event anything push. to put him in the main event at all whatsoever. Cass was simply Cass, going to be Cass a Cass good. Yeah, Cass needs a mouthpiece. Yeah, and and Enzo was that mouthpiece. Exactly. You know, so I mean, they should they should have stuck those two with they should have kept those two together. I mean, really, Enzo's good by himself. He does pretty good, but he's better with Cass, in my opinion. But let's see here. Um, next up, because we talked about the Lesnar articles. Oh, looks like I have another article for you, Mister Sean. And it actually is probably happening uh, right about now. We could be seeing a WWE superstar make his in-ring return tonight on SmackDown. And who might that be? Oh, it's just one Mr. Danielle Bryan. Shut... Oh, tonight's night he's supposed to take a... Take the bump. Yeah, it's been a long time since we've seen Daniel Bryan take a legit bump in the ring. Long story short, Total Divas has developed into a foreshadowing of a lot of stories, and now the Bella Twins are talking about their comeback on the show. Brie Bella's hubby, D. Bry, uh, was glad to assist in helping his wife train for her return. Things started off kind of simple, and then Brie Bella decided to land a drop kick from the second rope on her husband, who is currently on the Do Not Make This Person Take a Bump for Any Reason list. Oh, good. That's, 
That's awesome. Um, this scene carried, and it's it's on there, you know. This scene uh, carried through. God damn it! Fucking article load. Shit, things moving out of place. Even though I'm fucking trying to read it, fucking ass. Uh, we talked to we. We read this uh, article last week. No, we did not, sir. We read the article about Daniel mm-hmm. Bryan possibly doing a match with Cody Rhodes last week. We talked about that, but we also read I'm, this. I'm telling you, bruh. I'm telling you, bruh. We didn't. I can That's guarantee. I, I can guarantee. guarantee. Okay. Can, after I, this, after the show's over, and we're gonna we're gonna make this wager. Right on air. Well, I can't. I can't go back through and listen to the last week's show because after this, I'm probably going. To I bed. will. I will go through and listen to last week's show. Okay. And I will tell you the exact timing. And next week on the show, you're gonna say "Happy is the motherfucking king" because I'm wrong. Okay. Oh, you know what? Fine. And if it'd be the same wager, if it's not there, you have to say the big bad boo bear is the motherfucking king because I'm wrong. Understand? You got okay. it. Yeah. Deal. Yeah. Good deal. Yeah. I'm shaking your hand. I'm spitting my hand. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you think Hank, you're, you're going? going. This, <laughs> this scene carried through to the end of the show and will branch into the next episode. It's very interesting to note the second rope dropkick from Brie Bell to Daniel Bryan that's about to go down as they cut it right before the impact. Let's just assume Brian's okay seeing how he's still showing up on SmackDown Live every week. A little while ago, Brie and Danielle... We're talking about the spot. I know I keep saying Danielle about the spot, and we wondered it, if it would see the live day. Well, it sure looks like this footage is going to be revealed next week on Total Divas. It would be amazing if WWE's Doctor Joseph Maroon would clear Brian already, but it looks like at least we'll have next week episode of Total Divas. So maybe, just maybe, could be the start of his in-ring return. Daniel Bryan making his return to WWE. How would you shit yourself if that was confirmed? I would, bro, because I want Daniel Bryan to come back. Because he already said at the end of his contract, if they don't clear him to wrestle, then he's going to the Indies. Well, he we does... already know Cody. We already know Cody Rhodes wants a match with him. But he does so... need to be careful. I mean, WWE isn't clearing him because of the reason they're afraid of him getting hurt. You know, I mean, it's not that they're doing it on purpose to be dicks. I mean, it is because they don't. I mean, I get it, but if he's if he's physically able and every other uh, medical doctor's giving him clearance, uh, there's no reason that WWE should be that uh, that picky about it. If he wants to do it, let him do it. Very true. Very true. Sign him to uh, what's that? um, What's that contract? where if he gets hurt, they can't. He can't blame it on them. Yeah, sign a waiver of some sort. Yeah, yeah, they could do that, and they they might they might better just go ahead and do it before they lose him to the Indies. Because if he does leave and go to the Indies or goes to another company for that matter, and he will. Chris Jericho rock the just house. came out exactly, and Chris Jericho just recently came out and said that. Um, He's not making a WWE return anytime soon, um, at least for the foreseeable future. So, um, again, they they have one of the best in the world. And uh, no offense to Kevin Owens or anything. I loved the whole their tag team and all that. But that was, a, that was kind of a, a gag gimmick for Jericho. 
Yeah, no, it was. And I mean, you know, Jericho over in NJBW, you see what they're doing now. I mean, we're fixing to talk about that after, in just a minute. Oh. Too, um, you know, fucking, whew, that's getting that's getting crazy. But I want to talk about, since we're talking about guys leaving WWE, we have a debut um, coming to the WWE pretty soon. Former Impact star debuting with WWE very soon. Former X Division champion and British boot camp winner. <laughs> James Michael Curtin, also known as One Mr. Rockstar Spud, is scheduled to debut with WWE at next week's Raw in Providence, Rhode Island and 205 Live in Newark, New Jersey, according to the PW Insider. The current plan is for Spud to work the Cruiserweight division, which means he'll be on 205 Live and likely Raw. I have no idea who he is. Rockstar Spud, bro? You don't know who that is? Um, I do not know who Rockstar Spud is. <laughs> Look him up when you get the chance. Uh, picture... James Ellsworth meets Spike Dudley. Oh, God. <laughs> He's not all bad. Rockstar has some potential. There was things that they, they could do with him. He's obviously not a main eventer. I mean, you could run the underdog story with him. I mean, just like he did with with Spike. But he he's not so untalented that he's as bad as James Ellsworth, but he's not so good that he's as good as Spike Dudley. In my opinion, Spike was was great. Rest in peace, Spike. He's not dead. He's not fucking dead. Okay, we've talked about this like 20 times. Spike Dudley is not dead. I need, I'm, I'm, dude, I'm going to get him on the show one day. I swear to God. Those are the back of our shirt, bro. Spike. That's it. That is it. That is it. Hashtag Spike Dudley is not dead. <laughs> that would be phenomenal. Oh, my God. That is that is the back. We've been, you know, real, real quick in between these stores. Um, fucking Sean here has been trying to make us a shirt, and for the last like five days, we've been we've got the front of it. It's just gonna be a simple T-shirt with the World Wrestling Podcast logo on the front. Um, and the one then, you see right there, yeah, right uh, there, right on, here on, on the speaker. On speaker. But we couldn't figure out what we, we wanted to put on the back because it looks so plain. You just don't want to have just that. You know what I'm saying? So he's been trying to figure out what to put on the back of it, and I've been trying to think. We've come up with a few different gags, you know, like we were going to do the orange thing, which is still a possibility. That was a good one, and you know, I was. Uh, yeah, I just thought we should. Or the on. starship paid. Yeah, God, I fucking hate you. I even hated, you know, putting that out there. I was like, God, people know us by the starship pain gag. But no, um, <laughs> Spike Dudley is not dead. That is, that is phenomenal, sir. That right there. <laughs> If you guys have any suggestions, especially you, Shane Carjams, um, of what we should put on the back of our shirt, just hit us up in the chat room or send us an email at nicksolomon1992 at, at gmail.com or even you can hit me up on the tweeters at BigBadBooBear. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Throw that. Finish here. Yeah, yeah, I said at BigBadBooBear. That's, that's, you got some. Yeah, most definitely. You can hit me up on Twitter as well at HappyTheCloud14. You can hit me. I got to switch the the email on the on our Spreaker account here. Um, I created an email uh, just for the World Wrestling Podcast, so it's uh, WWP as so in the World Wrestling Podcast. WWP underscore Happy at Hotmail dot com. 
Uh, feel free if you got any suggestions for the T-shirt, or even um, for the any, show itself. Even for the show, yeah, itself. exactly. Um, any topic ideas? You want to be a guest on the show? Um, anything like that? Uh, feel more than welcome to hit us up. Um, like I said, my Twitter is at HappyCloud14. I'm on Instagram as well at the Happy and Skitto Show. You can follow me on Facebook as well. Just type in Happy the Clown. Um, you'll see my big smiley clown face. Oh, yeah. Speaking of smiling faces, Jericho sure had a, a good smiling face on him after he beat the shit out of Kenny oh, Omega. That was a straight beatdown. It was that beautiful, was, bro. That I, was Attitude Era-esque. Yeah. Straight up beatdown of the year, man. Fucking, if he got Pearl Harbor, bro. It's funny because it was in Japan, too, so that's even better. Uh, <laughs> uh, it happened last night. I was going to say, if it happened on the 7th, that would have been even better. Oh, that would have been great. No, he straight got Pearl Harbor, though. <laughs> Jericho just showed yeah, the fuck did. up and kicked his Kenny ass. Omega, and then, Kenny dude, Omega did you see the... Go ahead. Go ahead. Did I see what? Uh, well, I was going to say, did you see what happened after? What do you mean, what happened after? Oh, what? when they were... Uh, Cutting out the referees and shit? No, um, fucking, actually, Chatty Cathy, he's not in the chat room tonight, so it sucks, but Chatty Cathy shared a, a video on Facebook, um, and commented us on it, and it was Jericho doing a press conference, and I guess it was like the next day, and he's just, he's talking about the match, he's like, yeah, it is a dream match, Jericho versus Omega, you've never seen this before, as big a, well, you have, but you haven't seen it as, in a long time, a WWE star like myself, or an old professional wrestling star like myself, taking on Kenny Omega. And then all of a sudden, blam, out of nowhere, here comes Kenny, fucking throwing bows, he throws a, he throws a chair or something across the room first at Jericho, as he runs into the room. And then he just goes at it, I mean, just elbow, just fucking, bum, 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 you know. And and Jericho, Damn, I did yeah. not see that. Yeah, Jericho gets up and they're just going back and forth, and Jericho's being held back by by members of the audience. It's like it's like a press conference, and he's like, "You son of a bitch, come at me, come at me, you son of a bitch!" You know, you can hear Kenny saying something. I don't know, but they were just beat the fuck out of each other, man. Oh, oh, it was awesome. It was phenomenal. It was great. Those two did. They put on. They're putting on the hell of a show, and I cannot wait. Uh, for this the build up is. Freaking amazing. The build-up is um, real, man. Kenny Omega had just defended his United States Championship. He hit the um, goodnight and goodbye, did the signature, shoot the goodbye. gun. Um, um, um. The lights go out. Chris Jericho's little countdown starts going off. And... Uh, the commentators, oh my god, are we going to see another Jericho promo? Jericho pops up on the screen. Um, I forgot exactly what he said. Um, and then the lights go out again. And uh, Chris Jericho standing behind Kenny Omega. Uh, and proceeds to beat the hell out of it, man. Just rains down, punches, hits him with a code breaker like three times. Hits him in the face with the title, bust him open. Uh, Kenny Omega's poor blood. Chris Jericho just... Uh, the referees are trying to get in there. Uh, Jericho's beating up referees. Um, he just he brought it to Kenny Omega, man. And uh, the Young Bucks ended up coming out to the ring. Uh, and Chris Jericho uh, took off. 
But still, I'm, I'm calling it a beat out of the year, bro. Straight up, that was a phenomenal setup. Uh, the buildup of this match is just getting better and better. I am absolutely stoked for Wrestle Kingdom 12. Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to checking it out. This is going to be a great Wrestle Kingdom. It's going to be the first one I've ever actually watched all the way through, but it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. So totally worth it. Oh, man. Most definitely, man. But no, okay, so, you know, speaking of rivalries, we've made it to that part of the show now. No, Sean, we've made it to that part of the show. Um, because I can't find my Seamus thing. Seamus got hurt really bad this week. And he's talking about, uh, the articles that I've seen talk about him possibly retiring, but I don't know if that's bullshit or not. Like, I'm going to call bullshit. I don't know. Hold on, let me just see if I can find it. Because that was a, it was a big story. I I could have swore I shared it on our channel. See, I didn't watch. I uh, was watching last week's Raw. I gotta watch this week. So um, I don't know if Sheamus did get hurt or not. I haven't heard anything about it other than when uh, you were telling me about it before we went on air. Well, it says here it may have been just a Twitter, may have just been a, a clickbait story. He said something. I, I too would like to retire young. Unfortunately, I'm too old. Can I get an amen? He said that. On a Twitter account. So maybe it was just bullshit. You know. I don't know. Maybe it's just clickbait. Huh? Anyways. Um, but speaking of rivalries, this week's top ten, top ten, top ten uh, is a... Uh, what, 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 what was that? What did you just do? Did you just, did you, just did you, you know, like, piss yourself or something? Did you... What? Something like that. No. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, this week's top ten is the top ten best rival. Our top ten best slash favorite rivals. Because we realized as we did this list, a few of these were just favorite rivalries of our own. But some of them really should be counted as, as the top ten best. The number one spot better be the best. I don't know who it is this week. Uh, Mr. Shawnee McNani has got it. And he better have picked somebody fucking awesome. That's all I know. Because I will, I will, I will fuck you up. I will fuck you up. If it's not the person who I think it should, if it if it isn't the person who I'm thinking it's going to be, I'm going to be pissed off. I'm going to be pissed off beyond belief. Okay? Well, if you're wanting to be Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton, you might be right. I will fuck you up. I will fuck <laughs> you up. All right, all right, let's get started, let's get started. Um, number 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. Is Cactus Jack versus Sabu in the ECW, the first ECW run that Cactus Jack had? Um, reason being is because that match, um, I, I guess you could say it was one of the first modern day, and I say modern last 20 years, first modern day uh, dream match. You know, Cactus Jack being such a big hardcore guy in WCW, unable to tap into his full potential because WCW held him back so he didn't have the look. Um, and then ECW Sabu being huh, some homicidal, suicidal, genocidal, you know, fucking Mr. Sabu. Uh, this was a match that was seen to be uh, so good that they thought somebody might actually die. Um, you know, the only reason this doesn't go higher up on the list is because of the overhype. They really did hype it to the point where, man, I, you know, Jesus, you really did think somebody wasn't walking out of this. So that was their major fall fallout is that they just put too much hype around it, you know. 
And the rivalry yeah. itself lasted well enough. It didn't go too long, didn't go uh, uh, too short. And they just had some really great matches under both of them. And I, one of my favorites was one of his first in ECW, including uh, Paul Heyman and 911 on the outside, you know, running interference and stuff as usual. And so, yeah, Cactus Jack and Sabu come in at number 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. Hey, man, it's a good number 10. Uh, Sabu was freaking awesome. I loved watching him uh, leg drop people through tables and shit. Um, Cactus Jack, the hardcore legend, man. Uh, very good rivalry. Definitely deserves a, deserves a spot up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, bringing up number nine. Mm. I'm going to have to go with the Heartbreak Kid versus Triple H. <laughs> Best friends turned bitter rivals. Um, I still remember watching when uh, they were in the ring and Triple H just uh, sledgehammered freaking Shawn Michaels in the back. And then just proceeded to beat the hell out of him. Um, beat the holy completely, hell. He destroyed him, man. Straight. Uh, in the words of Jim Ross, stomped a mud hole all in his ass. Um, I believe it led up to a match. Was it at SummerSlam? I want to say um, it was SummerSlam. Yeah, it led up to a match at um, SummerSlam 2001 or 2002. Um, that it match was unsanctioned. Yeah, it was great. It was a phenomenal matchup between the two. Yes, it was a, an amazing match. Uh, and it's 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 always a good thing when you see um, best friends turn rivals because you get so much more intensity and passion from the two. They know each other so well. Uh, it was just a really good rivalry. It happened in a really good time in wrestling. Um so the storylines were good. The hype was good. Um, so that's why I put Triple H and HBK for number nine. Yeah, it was okay. You know, okay pick for you, I guess. You know, I don't really expect much out of you. So, well, Right. Yeah, right. Um, next up was Kane versus The Undertaker at number eight. I mean, this this rivalry cannot be taken off the list because Kane versus The Undertaker. Brother versus brother. You know? I mean, these two have just... And this rivalry isn't just one singular rivalry. They have had several over the many decades that they've been... These two decades Most of wrestling. Definitely, man. You know? Their careers, um, has all of them been off. bangers? Has all of them been bangers? No. Not every single one of their rivalries has been bangers. But... I'd say about 80% of them. And at that first one, the very first, where Kane debuted. I mean, huh. yep. phenomenal. Came in and ripped the hell of the cell door off. Yeah. And, and and gave Shawn Michaels the win, actually. You know, we just talked about Shawn Michaels. So, yeah, Kane versus The Undertaker. I mean, you, you want to talk about, you want to show what WWE really means to an actual wrestling fan? Go back to the 90s and watch the Kane versus Undertaker feud. That's how you explain what a rivalry is and what wrestling uh, is to somebody. Undertaker is like, no, he's my brother. I'm not going to hit him. And Kane just kept fucking with him, kept fucking with him. Then finally, Undertaker's like, oh, hell no. And then, oh, hell know, no. Exactly like that. There's no flipping that ass at WrestleMania. <laughs> Next up, number seven, seven. Number seven. And oh, oh, Trippy H is oh, yeah. going to make the list twice. 
Bullshit. I had to put Triple H versus Chris Jericho. They had a, uh, like you said, uh, with Undertaker and Kane, it wasn't just one rivalry between these two. Uh, they were at it quite a bit, and uh, it, it never failed to be entertaining, man. I loved uh, when Jericho would go out there and call Stephanie a no-good, dirty, rotten, bottom-feeding whore. <laughs> trash um, bag, bag hoe. Yeah, there we go. I forgot to trash bag. <laughs> trash bag uh, and then every time he would just Jericho was forever triggering trips, man. Um, they had countless great matches, man. Um, so I had to put a I had to put that rivalry up there, man. No, of course. I mean, they did have some great stuff, actually. Um, you know, Jericho and HHS just did some great matches. I mean, hell, WWE Day of Reckoning 2's storyline was completely based around JF. Not JFK, uh, HHH, <laughs> and uh, Jericho's rivalry around the time. So yeah, yeah, I can see why. Um, number six, <sighs> Macho Man Randy Savage, dig it. Yeah. Yeah. Versus the Hulkster brother. Though that that rivalry and the Mega Powers exploded. Uh, it's just it's it's a rivalry for all rivalries. I mean. It's one of the biggest feuds in wrestling history. If you're a wrestling fan at the time, there were two camps. Even though Macho was the major heel of the situation, there were still two camps, and that was, you know, uh, Camp Macho and Camp Hogan. And to this day, yep. if you were caught in both, I mean, shit, you were fucked. <clears throat> I mean, you know, Macho yeah, was just, man, just, you know, Macho was just overjealous over Elizabeth. I don't know why. She was a fucking hoe. You know, and then Hogan, I mean, he was an innocent bystander here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Hogan, the innocent bystander. He was. He was an innocent bystander. He did nothing wrong. Yeah, Hogan nah, was an innocent bystander. To... Yeah, he never he never flirted with Elizabeth. He never, he never flirted with never Elizabeth. Never did anything. He didn't. Never... Macho just, just over-fucking-reacted and shit. <laughs> He did though. He overreacted. He took things too serious. Got all crazy with shit. You know, like I'm sorry. It was a great rivalry though, it really was. Macho Man Randy Savage versus the Hulkster comes in at number six 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 the number of the beast. Six 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 the number of the beast. <laughs> Next up, number five. Lex Luthor. <laughs> Not Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor? Lex Luthor. Right. Him and Superman. Lex Luthor versus Superman. Yeah, that was a great rock. That's been going on for like 50 years, you know? It has. Lex Luger versus Elizabeth. Not playing. <laughs> You're a terrible person. Terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> that could have made the list. No, but coming in at number five, five. Kurt Angle versus Shane O'Mac. God, those two wanted to kill each other. Yeah, they did. Every time these two got in the ring with each other, it was like they were they pushed each other to the limit every single time. We seen Kurt Angle suplex Shane through uh, the King of the Ring glass. Freaking 
these two beat the hell out of each other so much. I was like, they could be across the room and just see each other, and then had to like run across and start fighting, man. Uh, we just seen it. We've seen this rivalry renewed recently. Um, as Survivor Series, Team Shane Novak versus Team Angle. Um, it wasn't as good now as it was back then, but still, these two have had feuds uh, multiple times. Uh, they never, they never ceased to entertain. Uh, so that's why they got the number five spot. Yeah, number five is a good spot for them, really. I mean, they've had some great stuff. Great, great, great stuff. Number four, and it actually, Shane O'Mac makes it here twice on the list because I was always a big fan of the Tess versus Shane O'Mac feud. Now, a long time ago, for all you millennial wrestling fans, and even for maybe some of you who forgot, at one point it wasn't Trips and Steph who were on the love road. It was Tess and Steph's. Even, they even rest had in peace, Tess. Rest in peace, Tess. They even had a wedding on Raw. And actually, Tess would have never disappeared from wrestling if it wasn't because of trips. You want to read into that story a little more? Have fun. He's tried to hide his track something fierce. But go back and look, and you'll see that every time Tess would get a foot forward, trips would be there to knock him back a couple of steps. Don't know if it was jealousy. Don't know if it's because he realized Tess was talented and had the ability to be another main eventer on Raw, or on in the WWE. Um, but whatever it was, Trips could see it, and he did all he could to make sure it went away. Um, but this is not about Trips and Tess. This is about Tess and Shane on Mac. At the time, Tess was running a program with Steph, not this love triangle, or love, this, this, this love thing. And Shane on Mac for, turned into full Big Brother mode. And they had this wonderful fucking match Survivor Series, I believe it was. I mean, just phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. It was great. Wasn't that, wasn't that when uh, Shane jumped off the Titan truck? No, 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 no. That, that, that match was uh, Steve Blackman, actually. Steve Blackman versus Shane O'Mac, which is not Shane. I thought Shane did it to test, too. No, Shane did the first time that we seen um, him jump from the top turnbuckle to the <laughs> announcer's table outside was with Tess. Okay. Yeah, that's that move. That's that. But it was just a great robbery. It was great build up, great payoff. It was kind of just short and sweet, but it was so good while the time that you had it that it was okay. I mean, it lasted for I think like eight weeks or something, but wasn't too long. I don't think at least, and it wasn't you know too short either. It was just another one of those rivalries that was just in the sweet spot, very entertaining, great wrestling. You know, just just for the time, you know, it was great. So. Shane O'Mac and Tess come in at number four. Now we come down to the top three. Number three brought to you by Shawnee McMahon. Number three doesn't go to a single pair. It goes to a tag team. And these tag teams had some of the greatest tag team matches of all time. They revolutionized... They revolutionized the tag division, brought us the first ever trip uh, triangle uh, TLC match at WrestleMania. Um, that being the Dudleys versus the Hardys. Yeah, man. These guys. Yeah. It was like they wanted to kill each other every time they got in the ring, man. Um, Jeff and. Uh, 
Jeff and Matt had the ladders, the Dudleys had the tables, um, and they they used them to destroy each other, man, to perfection, and brought a, and gave us countless, countless great memories. Uh, their feud will go down in tag team history. Um, the title switched between these guys so much in the 90s uh, during the Attitude Era. Uh, like I said, they revolutionized uh, the tag team world, uh, so they definitely deserve this number three spot. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, you know, shit. Uh, tables, ladders, and chairs. Oh, my. You know, I mean, it, they they definitely have done their part, both tag teams. Hell, you even could have put Edge and Christian up there with them, and I think I'd, I'd have accepted that. They all just had some great stuff in the WWE at the time um, when tag teams were on fucking fire. So, another rivalry. Number two. This rivalry was not written by WWE or ECW or WCW. This rivalry was not sanctioned, but it was a rivalry that just happened to happen. That would be the WCW versus the WWF. Now, I don't mean the invasion angle and all that after 2001. I mean, legitimately, the two companies. I mean, you want to talk about the greatest rivalry in wrestling history. When you talk serious, great wrestling, and what wrestling that has inspired wrestlers Today, um, you know, people like uh, Finn Balor, people like, um, you know, fucking uh, Samoa Joe, uh, Martin Kirby, Joe Coffey, all these great wrestlers in the ring today were inspired by about 10 <laughs> years. What, what what you laughing about, Cali Kid? You said, you said Martin Kirby's a Shut the ass. fuck up. You don't talk shit about Martin Kirby. He's phenomenal. <laughs> I am a curb crawler for life. Four, 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 life. Okay? You don't get to do that when speaking about Martin Kirby. Yes, I the only good yes, thing he does is that Zoidberg elbow. And that is it. That is it. That is it. That is it. With all due respect, fuck you. <laughs> and I say it with all due respect. <laughs> Just because you say it with all due respect doesn't That's mean That's exactly what that means. That's exactly what that means. Geneva Convention. Geneva Convention. Look it up. <laughs> no, no, no. But, um, you know, uh, it was just, it's it's the years of wrestling that has inspired the newest generation of, of wrestlers. I mean, you know, it, and it's because these two companies competed for, you know, 10 plus years um, for ratings. You know, uh, hell, not 10 plus years, a little less than that, I think. Um, but, you know, regardless, they competed on Monday nights. Um, for, you know, ratings. And they did what they had to do to gain said ratings. Sometimes it was low ball and sometimes it was high ball. But regardless, it made for great television, great matches out of both the companies. And that's why number two, hell, if it was up to me, they'd be number one. But there is one other rivalry that could be better than just those two companies. And I do hope that Sean B., for once in his life, has picked the correct number one pick. Because I will find him, and I will kick him square in the front butt. Sean, <laughs> would you would you like to go? Remember, there's no I pressure would. here. There's no pressure here. Oh, I have no, no pressure. No pressure. None. I'm not under, I'm under no pressure. Okay. Because 
my number one <gasps> is <laughs> probably one of the greatest rivalries of all time, man. Yeah. Um, you couldn't you couldn't turn on uh, WBF in the nineties um, without seeing these two going at it, man. Yeah, I think I know you're gonna and, say. And that would be one, Mister Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Vince McMahon. These two absolutely hated each other, man. Um, countless stories between them. Fucking, like I said, you couldn't turn on wrestling back in the day without seeing uh, Vince McMahon talking about Stone Cold or Stone Cold getting arrested for beating the shit out of uh, Vince. Um, Vince was always trying to screw over Stone Cold somehow. Um, like I said, when you think of rivalries and wrestling, you you gotta think of Stone Cold and Vince McMahon. Just trying to breathe. Just trying to breathe. <laughs> okay, okay. Let me get this straight. You're, you're you're gonna put that rivalry, which should have been your number three pick. It really should have been the number three pick. Oh, it should have been my number three pick. It should have been your number three pick. Because you know who should have oh. been the number one? Do you want Let's to know? Let's hear this. Who should I, have I want been to know. the number one pick, Shanks? Now, see, now I have to kick in the front butt. You know, I have to find you, and I got to kick in the front butt. You want me to kick in the front butt? I don't want to kick in the front butt. Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. The ultimate fucking rivalry. The rivalry of all rivalries. Shawn Michaels and Bret the Hitman Hart. They created the Attitude Era. They created the Vince McMahon character. I'm sorry. Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart are the the greatest rivalry. Did you really... Did you really... I really think I would ever choose Bret Hart? It's... Truth though, it's it's better than Bret the John Hart. Michaels. It's better than the Steve Austin Vince McMahon rivalry. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it is. It wasn't. It most definitely is. It most definitely wasn't. No, it it most definitely was, sir. You would be wrong. And, and Chad's listening in, and he just wrote me and said he agrees with you for once. Yeah, dude. I'm sorry. Like, look, look, look. Let's put the facts down. Let's put the facts down. And I know facts from both rivalries because I'm I'm a '90s kid just like you. I watched my uh, my '90s wrestling. Okay, without Bret Hart and without Shawn Michaels doing the rivalry that they began with the Undertaker years ago at that Survivor Series. You know, without that rivalry beginning and coming to fruition, even though the Montreal screw job was a screw job and was terrible. Without that happening, Vince McMahon never would have became the Vince McMahon, Mr. McMahon character that, you know, we came to hate so fucking much. And that character never would have went at it with Stone Cold without the help of Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. I'm I'm just saying that you want to talk about a rivalry that not only it was interesting and awesome and just a great rivalry, the pretty boy and the technician... You know, the quarterback and, you know, the the fucking underdog. I mean, the quarterback and the water boy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just, they created the Attitude Era. 
So without them, there is no Stone Cold versus um, Vince McMahon. You know, I'm sorry. I, 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 me and Chatty agree. For once in our 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 history of knowing each other, we agree on something. So this must tell you something that you. I am voting for a a a a mo- a moment a movement to to take your number one pick, crumple it up, send it back down to number three, take whatever number three spot you had. Uh, the Hardys versus the Dudleys, shove them back down to, and I will gladly take my number 10 and toss it away to put your Hardys versus the Dudleys there. So that way you can put Stone Cold and, 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 and Vince at number 3, and we can put Bret Hart and Sean at number 1. Well, I don't I don't support said movement. I don't fucking care. It's happening. This is not a democracy. My name is Hitler. <laughs> you heard it here. He's Hitler. Uh, the rest, World Wrestling Podcast does not condone the Holocaust. Um, <laughs> How much no. did the Holocaust? Uh, 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 you, you, you're a terrible person. You're a terrible person. But no, <laughs> I mean, you know, fucking legitimately, you don't think that that was a better, better rivalry? I mean, it was a good rivalry, yes. Very good rivalry. But... Better than the McMahon Stone Cold? Hell no, man. The McMahon Stone Cold went on for years. That was like one of the biggest rivalries of the Attitude Era. Again, not taking anything away from uh, from uh, HBK and uh, see, I can't remember his name. He's he's that Bret Hart. Yeah, that guy. Not taking anything away from them, but. Just to be not not a greater rivalry than McMahon Stone Cold. You're high. I am not. You got it. I'm not. And no one would have made it even better if Vince McMahon would have hit a starship paint on Stone Cold. You know what? I'm done. So done. <laughs> I'm just so so absolutely done with the starship paint. I'm just going to download Johnny Mundo, um, probably tonight, after the show, and then I'm going to put him in a three-on-one matchup against Braun Strowman, uh, the big show, and Brock Lesnar, and we are just going to destroy him. I just want to destroy everything that he stands for, you know? I mean, I just want to... I might even go and change the big show's... A finishing move to the starship pain just so that they destroy him with everything you're horrible you're the worst type of person I, I i think i might do that because because fuck you that's why that's why sean fuck you that's why <laughs> because i cannot stand that you think the starship pain was the greatest move of all time i just i don't understand i don't get it it was so great that no one else could do it. You know, I just, I just don't understand. I just don't understand you, sir. Just totally flabbergasted. You don't, you don't have to. You don't have to understand my greatness. I bet a lot of people didn't understand um, Einstein. No, but uh, Einstein. A lot of. A lot of people didn't understand why uh, Da Vinci was painting on the 
the Sistine Chapel ceiling. They did it anyway. So look, masterpiece. I I just think we needed. We're just gonna move on to the final part of the show. The WWF profile of the week, or the wrestling profile of the week, um, which is a new segment that I was planning on revealing to you. You know, well, not this new old. You know, because I've done it before on old shows, but I've been trying to bring it back. Just been forgetting. And basically, it's just that. I just I pick out a profile of an alumni of the of, of wrestling, you know, WWE, whatever. And we just read his profile real quick, talk a little about him if we know anything about him. And then, uh, yeah. So I'm picking one, I'm picking one, I'm picking one, I'm picking one, I'm picking one. And... Bam! Sean Stasiak. You know, it's kind of funny. You got the first name right. Oh, it's a Sean. Yeah, Sean Mooney, actually. No idea who that is. See, this is also why I'm doing this, Sean. It's because... I keep up with a lot of the older wrestling, even though you're older than me, which I don't understand. Um, but you don't know who Sean Mooney is, and you should be slapped in the fucking face. I think every week we should just try to gauge how many people he actually knows, starting now with, with Sean Mooney. Uh, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Hulk Hogan, I don't know who that is. Uh, Joey Ryan. That's a, vitamin, that's a vitamin and prayer guy, right? I'm going to fuck you up, Sean. <laughs> uh, Sean Mooney I know who he is uh, was a former World Wrestling Federation play-by-play announcer he now works as an anchor for KVOA the NBC affiliate in Tucson, Arizona he was born in Rochester, New York um, he was really cool I mean, he was during that time in wrestling when uh, you know they weren't really at the top notch of their ability. I mean, I think it was right before the new generation of WWF started. Um, you know, he was 1988 through... Hold on. His last last appearance um, was... I can't, I can't see where this is, his last appearance was. His last appearance was in the 90s, though. Mid-90s. So, I mean, he, re- he, he worked right in that area. You know, right in that time of where... Uh, you know, the new generation was just starting to kick in, and he wasn't bad. He wasn't good. He was, he was just he was just kind of there. You know, he was under um, Mean Gene. Mean Gene was the lead caller commentator. You know, you had Bobby the Brain. You had Gorilla Monsoon, but he was pretty cool. He wasn't terrible. Sean Mooney was was interesting. Um, you know, I do like seeing him again from time to time. Um, you know, so he does host podcasts on the MLW Radio Network called Prime Time with Sean Mooney. And that was that was some of the show that he really worked on was uh, WWE Primetime, um, which he co-hosted with former wrestler Hacksaw Jim Duggan for his first 18 episodes. Hey! That was your WWE slash wrestling alumni of the week. Uh, thanks for checking us out here on the Spracker channel. And, um, yeah, we've had an interesting week, Kevin. Let me get the, the uh, basically our version of the credits roll, Mr. Dusty Rhodes theme song going for us. Yeah, it's America. You know what that sound means? That means we're coming to the final bit of the show, ladies and gents. Um, we had a we had an interesting week. You know, you want to people get arrested, right? No, I mean, but you want to talk about that though? The the thing we've been anxious about for the last few days. You want to talk about that at all before we get out of here? Um, I mean, we can. Yeah. Well, we have. We're not going to mention any names, obviously, because nothing has come to fruition yet. 
but we're talking to a company about possibly getting a sponsorship. That's right. They said they want to bring us on as more than just being our sponsor. They're a entertainment network. So uh, they're currently working on a proposal. Um, they have my email, my phone number. Um, right now, we're just pretty much playing the waiting game. So yeah. um, send good vibes our way, man. Uh, oh, yeah. This is a big thing. Cross your fingers. Yeah. Uh, bust out your Ouija boards. Do whatever. Um, probably cross the uh, dicks, too. Uh, hope that this uh, falls in place for us. Because uh, I want to do... I want to do more stuff with the show. I'm in the I'm in the works of getting T-shirts made. I'd love to get some more bracelets made, uh, better equipment, so we can bring you guys um, a higher quality a higher quality product. Um, and I I want to grow the show as much as I can. Um, I love doing this. I love uh, hosting with uh, the Big Bad Boo Bear here, and I just want to I want to take this as far as we can go, man. Yeah, man, that's same here. So, I mean, yeah, send some good vibes our way. We're playing the waiting game. I'm anxious as fuck. You know what I'm saying? I've been waiting and waiting and waiting. I remember when you emailed me or messaged me. It was like, dude, what the fuck? You know, so, I mean, it's it's been an anxious weekend. And I'm hoping by the end of the week, you know, we see something. That would be really cool. So, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll keep you guys informed, obviously. You know, you guys are the guys who keep us going. So, we'll keep you guys informed and let you know what's going on with that as soon as we get some more news. But... We have reached the end of the show, so if you wouldn't mind just leaving us a like here, you know, a love or a follow or a subscription or whatever, or a thousand dollars, that'd be great too. Um, but, <laughs> but, if you can't do any of that, if you want to follow us on the tweeters, uh, you can find me at Big Bad Boo Bear, you know, on Twitter, at Big Bad Boo Bear. And also you can find the Facebook page, The World Wrestling Podcast. No longer the Wallerud Wrestling Podcast. No. The World Wrestling Podcast on Facebook. And you will see our logo right there up front. So if you want to come and check us out on Facebook, I, sh- I actually share those articles we talk about on the show during the week so you can get a heads up of what we're going to talk about if you'd like. You don't have to, though. Please do. We love you. Most definitely. And you can follow me on Twitter at HappyCloud14, on Instagram at the Happy and Skitto Show. You can follow me on Facebook as well. At just uh, type in Happy the Clown. See my big smiley face. Um, hopefully, I'm looking into getting a patron uh, site set up for us as well. Um, so if you guys want to donate like a dollar, two dollars, anything like that, uh, you guys will get shout outs, shit like that. Uh, we'll definitely keep you informed. But uh, like Nick said, uh, follow us on uh, the Facebook page. Uh, we talk on there. We share articles. Uh, if you guys got any show suggestions, anything like that, feel free to drop it on the Facebook page. Email us. My email directly is wwp underscore happy at hotmail.com. That's for real. You can also email me if you'd like to. Um, yeah, at nicksolomon1992 at gmail.com. So, you know, come on by, hang it all out, you know. Thanks for hanging out tonight and doing us, you know, hanging out with the the World Wrestling Podcast, the Big Bad Boo Bear, and Sean B. We'll be back ASAP, um, hopefully around this time next week when I get another day off. He gets another day off. And, uh, yeah, so keep it locked, keep it live, 
And much love to our iHeartRadio listeners. Thank you. Yeah. And good night. Good night. Bang! Bang, bang! Comcast Business gives you the bandwidth you need to power all your devices. Get started with 200 megabit internet and voice for $99.99 per month. And for a limited time, we'll upgrade your speed to 300 megabits for no additional cost for the first year with a three-year agreement. Call 1-800-501-6000 today. Comcast Business, beyond fast. Offering 3120 restrictions apply not available in all areas. New business customers only limited to Comcast Business Internet, 200 megabits per second and one voice mobility line. Regular rates apply after first 12 months. Three-year agreement required. Early termination fee applies. Equipment taxes and fees extra subject to change. Monthly service charge increases by $10 without paperless billing and auto pay. Every day, Comcast Business is helping businesses big and small go beyond the expected to do the extraordinary. Because beyond a simple transaction, there is making a customer for life. Comcast Business. Beyond fast. Take your business beyond at ComcastBusiness.com.